Welcome to Pre-Arb Excellence, a bottoms-up Cubs podcast in tune with the team's minor league pipeline. From minor league results and development to the draft, international signings, and anything else that helps lead to Pre-Arb Excellence, I'm there for it. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Cubs' Next Good Leadoff Man Will Be, which focuses on, you're smart people, you can figure it out. If you have any questions about this episode or the Cubs pipeline in general, ask me through the app, through at Tim815 on Twitter, or at Pre-Arb Excellence on Facebook. I'm about education. If I can educate someone on the minutiae of Major League Baseball today, I've done something right. Sometimes you have to change the question. One of the very popular questions. What should be discussed more? What is important for the Cubs now? What What is a an article I should run? One of the very popular responses has been, who will the Cubs leadoff man be? I understand the question. I understand why people would be interested in it. I understand why in some instances it would be rather important. I don't like the question. Leadoff man in Major League Baseball is a specific mindset, kind of a bit like a closer. The closer's job is to come in and get the last three outs. It doesn't matter if he's throwing sliders, 102, change-ups. It just doesn't matter. If he can get those last three outs, he's golden. He's a closer. He's a good closer if he can do it 85-90% of the time. That's that's fantastic. With a leadoff man, there is a particular role that the player is expected to fill. I've been following the Cubs since August of 1969, and the Cubs have been historically horrible, horrible. At leadoff man. Back then, it was Don Kessinger. He was a very good defensive shortstop. He should have probably been hitting 7th or 8th, but the Cubs didn't have anybody that was a proper leadoff man. They just didn't. There was no one in the pipeline. They couldn't trade for anybody. They were bereft of a leadoff hitter. Shortly after Kessinger, well, a couple years after 69, uh, center fielder, was Rick Monday. He performed well as a leadoff man, not fantastically well. He was a decent base runner, got on base some, had some pretty good power seasons, but he wasn't truly a leadoff man. He was better than Kessinger at it. The Cubs, since I've been following, they've only had two good leadoff men, only two. One of them, in 2003, the Cubs traded to acquire Kenny Lofton. He of the Cleveland Indians for a while. When he joined the Cubs, he put the team over the top as far as for 2003. He waited pitchers out in a time before waiting pitchers out was considered all that much of a thing. 
He got on base. He was a good base runner. Scored a lot because he was on base and he was a good base runner. He ended up leaving after 2003. That's a podcast all in itself. But the Cubs didn't really replace him with an effective leadoff man for quite a while. It wasn't until the Cubs traded for Dexter Fowler. They traded Luis Valbuena and well, some some pitcher who I, I remember who he is, but the name's running away from me. Uh, Cubs added Dexter Fowler. He was very good in 2015 down the stretch. In 2016, he was very good for much of the season. And Fowler and Lofton are the only two valid, good leadoff men that I know that the Cubs have had. That's it. Leadoff man is a specific skill set. It really helps to be a good base runner. Historically, the Cubs have run away from drafting players who are really quick, good defensively, and they just haven't located leadoff men very well. As we scoot to the 2020 season, Dexter Fowler is four years gone. And the Cubs are still short a leadoff man. Cubs are Cubs fans are asking, who should be the Cubs leadoff man in 2020? Nobody fits. Nico Horner might be. I think he'd probably be a better leadoff man in say, 2023 or 2022 than he would be in 2020 because he's not familiar enough with the pitchers. He's not fam- The umpires aren't familiar enough with him to give him the benefit of the call on the outside corner when the pitcher throws a slider on the black. And it would really be helpful if the 1-1 pitch is called a ball because a patient hitter is watching it miss as opposed to the 1-1 slider on the black being called a strike and now he's in the hole. Horner is a very positive looking prospect but as far as having the pure skill set for a leadoff man that hasn't been displayed yet. Maybe he'll have it. Maybe in spring training he will take everybody by the throat as far as I'm going to take this second base job, and I'm going to be a leadoff man, and I'm going to do it very well. It could happen. He's the most likely of the players currently on the team to be a good leadoff man. Perhaps Ian Happ. Perhaps. Again, there's... In the day, Ricky Henderson was a very good leadoff man. He had a good eye. He drew a lot of walks. He stole bases. He made pitchers go insane, trying to keep him close. Tim Raines wasn't quite as good as Henderson, but he was also very good. Again, very good at stealing bases when he got on base. He'd make the pitcher throw him a strike, and he'd hit it. And the Cubs, as of now, as of February, whatever whatever the date is today, the Cubs don't have a leadoff man. 
And if someone wants to get frustrated, annoyed because the Cubs don't have a leadoff man, they're entitled. No worries. But as far as who the Cubs leadoff man is going to be in 2020, it's going to be a mix and match and try Horner a bit, try Hap a bit, try Almora a bit, try Rizzo for a couple of games until somebody is effective at hitting in the leadoff spot. It's going to be a leadoff man by committee, which isn't ideal. And the concept of saying it's probably going to be a leadoff man by committee isn't the answer people necessarily want to hear when they ask, well, who's going to be the Cubs leadoff man this year? Who's going to be the Cubs leadoff man the most this year? A lot of times people want an actual answer. Ian Happ or Nico Horner or Anthony Rizzo or Albert Almora, whoever. Um, that's to be decided. I don't like the question. I much prefer the question, who will the Cubs' next good leadoff man be? I hope you're enjoying my pre-arb excellence Cubs podcast as much as I am bringing them to you. There are two ways you can help extend the reach of the podcast. Share the link with a like-minded Cubs fan friend. I check every day to see how many followers I have, and as the numbers go up, I'm happy. Secondly, Anchor allows sponsorships for podcasts. If you're interested in helping out in that fashion, thanks for considering it. The Cubs' next good leadoff man will be... I'm not going to answer it the way you want. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to answer it the way you want. It could be Nico Horner. He might uh, About the time that there's a baseball strike, Nico Horner might have it figured out how to be a good leadoff man. Maybe he'll be a good leadoff man in July or August of 2021. There's a chance once he gets used to everything, he could be a good leadoff man. I think he's probably going to be more of a second, seventh, eighth hitter and hitting quite well there. I don't think leadoff, if the designated hitter comes to the National League, he might be a very good ninth hitter because the ninth hitter and the leadoff man are very similar. And I just don't see Horner as being a guy who's going to draw a whole lot of walks, which with leadoff men now is kind of a thing. Work the 3-1 count, or if it's a meatball on the first pitch, crush it. The Cubs' next leadoff man will be internally grown. Perhaps it'll be Horner. Brennan Davis is going to start the season at Myrtle Beach, presumably this year. Arizona Phil, who you should be checking out at thecubreporter.com. By all means, if you're not reading Arizona Phil, read Arizona Phil. That is the biggest takeaway you will get from today or probably this month. Arizona Phil has been watching Cubs prospects for the last 30 years. He knows people. He has sources. He knows things that most people don't know. And today in his column, in, in a response on a column today at the Cub Reporter, he, someone had asked which hitters were doing the best in 
Mesa so far as far as the prospects. The question could have been, which two hitters would Tim want to be doing the best so far in Mesa? And the answer would have been the same. Brennan Davis and Christopher Morrell. Both hitting well, both hitting for power, both hitting to all fields. It's fantastic. Brennan Davis has the makings of a leadoff man. He's fast. He can hit to all fields. He can hit to all fields with power. I'm not looking at his walk numbers right now. I think he's a bit swing happy as of now. But I think patience will come when he realizes he doesn't have to hit everything out of the ballpark. But his his season in Myrtle B in the Midwest League for South Bend last year was beyond belief. I should probably do a podcast on this one specific tweet, which I'm not looking at, but it was it was comping his Midwest League last season to other players who you've heard of. And Brennan Davis is right up there with a whole bunch of players who are really good if he continues what he did as a teenager, over 200 at-bats in the Midwest League with a 140 um, OPS+, plus, RC+, plus, whichever it is. He mashed. Davis could be a leadoff man. Nico Horner could be a leadoff man. I've talked about Pedro Martinez before. He's a he's going to be 19 this year in South Bend. He could be a leadoff man type. Leadoff man type is a guy who checks a bunch of boxes, gets on base, plays defense well, runs well has occasional accidental power, at least. Pushing Kyle Schwarber into the leadoff spot doesn't make him a leadoff hitter. Pushing a player who doesn't belong there, that doesn't make them good at the job. To get a player to be a leadoff man, they pretty much have to be drafted or signed internationally as a player who, hmm, if things break right, this guy could be a leadoff man because he plays defense up the middle, has good speed, can shoot the gaps if not hit for home run power. These are things that leadoff men do. And the Cubs haven't been very good at locating players who do things that leadoff men do through the years. It doesn't have to be a player currently in the system. The Cubs will be drafting 16th in June in the first round or the second round or the third round. It's entirely possible that the Cubs could draft a player who well, he doesn't look like he has that much power now. Let's see if we can come back and get him in the second round or the third round. Brendan Davis was a second rounder. Tim Raines was a third rounder. Teams passed twice entirely on Tim Raines. 
every single team in the league. Passed twice on Tim Raines. The Expos took him in the third round. That was a nice pick. People like to think that the draft is only one or two rounds of players that can possibly be good. No, that's that's rubbish. That's hogwash. There are a lot of players who are really good, and different players have different skill sets. Different skill sets come off the board at different times. Early, you'll probably see power hitters come off the board. One name that I kind of like is Heston Kerstead from Arkansas. He has good power. He's played left field. He was a right fielder last year. He might play center this year. I don't know where he's going to be. Uh, he has a teammate, Casey Martin, who's a bit of a smaller third baseman, I guess probably more along the lines, along the lines of a Yoan Moncada instead of an Anthony Rendon, something along those lines. Martin is a very good base runner. If he slips, and he might, he could be worth considering. But you're not going to draft for, ooh, I want a leadoff man. You want the best available player in the first round. Then when the second round comes around, you want the best available player in the second round, and the third round, and the fourth round, on down the line. And at some point, it's probably a good idea to take a guy who, this guy can be a leadoff man. In 2018, a draft I really enjoyed for the Cubs, they drafted Brennan Davis in the second round, and they drafted DJ Artis in the seventh round. He was a leadoff man at Liberty University. He's done fairly well. He got promoted to Myrtle Beach in 2019. Very much of a leadoff man type of player. High on base percentage, draws walks, gets hit by pitch so often that he gets injured sometimes. Yeah, you don't want that. But um, drafting is about locating as much talent as possible. And sometimes the leadoff man won't come in the first round or the second round. I strongly recommend between now and the start of the major league season, you watch at least a couple of innings of a good college baseball game. Two teams that are ranked, or one team that's ranked and one team that you've actually heard of, that, boy, I'm surprised they're not ranked. Watch two good pitchers go at it. Because when you watch two good pitchers go at it, if it ends up being a final score like 2-1 to one, and one starter goes eight innings and the other goes seven and change, and the relievers come in and do the job, you probably saw some guys that are going to be major league draft players. Maybe by the Cubs, maybe by somebody else. But if you have a good pitcher's duel, those players will probably be drafted. And the guys who created the two runs and the one run, they might be drafted too. There's a lot of talent in college baseball. There's a lot of talent in high school baseball. There's a lot of talent overseas. The best way to get a player without having to give up a ton to get him, get him in the draft. Get him in the draft or sign him internationally. Who will the next Cubs good leadoff man be? I don't know. It could be 
any of various number of players, including people who aren't even with the team yet. But the Cubs' next good leadoff man will be internally grown. Perhaps he'll come in a trade. But if he comes in a trade, he'll be acquired by draft picks, international signing, international signings, or both. The next good Cubs leadoff man will be internally grown. Thanks for stopping by, Pre-Arb Excellence. It means a lot to me that you chose to press play. Click subscribe. My goal is to be a go-to source for the Cubs pipeline development. And questions are always welcome, either through the podcast or on Twitter at Tim815. Next time, I'll have another episode that you hopefully consider worth your time. Until then, enjoy and be nice to people.